Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia, and it is time for the TT Time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. It's March, and we are deep in uncovering the madness in our episodes this month. As promised, here is your bonus episode since I took some good self-care and didn't drop an episode the first week of March. If you haven't already, please catch the episode from Tuesday of this week with Pastor Anthony Smith, author of Happiness Loves Company 2, as we discuss moving from madness to see each other in dating relationships. There is a word in there for you in that episode. So this episode is geared toward anyone who has ever literally worked themselves to death. It is called, I've got to get to work. I'm too busy to be burned out. As we know, some of us grew up in environments where a work ethic was stressed. And we were taught that it was very important for us to work hard. It's a reflection of ourselves. And what we weren't taught in addition to that is how to take care of ourselves, that there needed to be balance. The World Health Organization defines burnout as an occupational phenomenon that can occur when workplace stress has not been properly managed. So we know that some of the things that can contribute to workplace stress is time pressure, feeling like you don't have a control over your work environment, feeling like you're giving, giving these unrealistic tasks to get done, long work hours, shift work can be very daunting, not feeling like you have support from your management in your work environment, and injuries that can occur, whether those are physical, mental, or emotional. As we know, a lot of things can happen in a workplace. People have um, been accused of things that weren't true. Uh, environments have been created that are hostile. Uh, people have been targeted um, and retaliation has been a form of that retaliation of that um, target. And so it's very difficult to be in an environment where you feel like you're constantly under a microscope. Some of you have been micromanaged as a matter of fact with people constantly checking. Maybe you get interrupted a lot when you work and it's difficult for you to get things done. And so you find yourself having to work longer hours every day because you're behind, because you've been attending to other people's needs. What burnout can look like is fatigue, um, exhaustion, if you will. So we're calling out of work or maybe we're more late to work because we were trying to sleep in or we weren't trying to sleep in, but we overslept because we were so tired. Us not wanting to stay in jobs, so we may see a lot of turnover. Um, we may have decreased work satisfaction, a lot more errors when we do work, finding ourselves being irritable, very negative or cynical, dreading going to work. So that's Sunday before uh, the Monday, or if your person has four days on and a couple of days off, and when it's time for you to get back to going to work, you find that you don't sleep very well, or there's tension in your neck, back and shoulders, headaches, as you think of returning to work, having difficulty being able to get work tasks done, and even tasks done outside of work. Now, burnout was an issue previously. I do want to be clear that during the pandemic, we started calling more attention to burnout. However, burnout is not anything that's new. It's existed, and particularly depending on the demands of your profession, um, it is probably uh, some professions that have even more instances of burnout 
than others. But what happened during the pandemic is people started working from home that had jobs where they could work remotely and they weren't able to really separate home and work. And so it was starting to take a toll because your days become longer or maybe you're trying to manage family who's at home. You may be a caregiver. You may have young children. You are trying to help manage school. And so then you would find yourself getting back on the computer and going back to work to finish up things that you weren't able to get done. Maybe you had your own doctor's appointments or things that you needed to take care of. So now your workday is extending and it's extending to weekends. Um, and so that we aren't actually getting any days truly off. People also discussed that video calls were taking a toll on their wellness. Some, uh, some employers wanted you to be on video getting your work done so they could track you getting your work done. And so that uh, made it even more exhausting for people. And, and what we saw was a negative impact on health. We saw increases in depression and anxiety. I know you all saw a lot of information out about that people were spending more money, uh, buying more alcohol, maybe doing more online gambling, uh, or people were, were very isolated during um, the pandemic. Maybe they find themselves binge watching a lot of programs, put strains on relationships, or we found ourselves being very codependent, just wanting some time and attention from people in ways that almost felt kind of desperate. But we also saw decreased physical fitness and decreased nutritional wellness because when you're working so much, one of the things that goes is you taking care of yourself. So I'm too tired to exercise, too tired to get out here and get to the store, or maybe I don't even have time to get to the store because I'm how I'm working. Some people literally are working seven days a week and they don't have a break. And so being able to even get things that would be nutritious for them can be very difficult. So what does that do? That increases our rates of diabetes, high blood pressure, which can lead to stroke or heart disease. Our digestive system starts having issues. We find that we're either um, having diarrhea or we're having constipation or we've got bloating and gas. Uh, we had problems with sleeping. Some of us had more insomnia. Some of us were sleeping more than usual. And then those aches and pains, your back, your neck, your head, your eyes, everything just seemed so tense and like it was hurting. And so what happens when we experience prolonged stress is that it keeps our bodies in fight or flight. That's where that exhaustion comes from. But it also affects our ability to mentally process information. So our attention is impacted as well as our retention of information so we start noticing problems with our memory and all of these uh, unhealthy characteristics can put us at higher risk for certain types of cancer for lung disease arthritis and yes as the uh, commercials say at the end death we literally are working ourselves to death because we're not getting enough rest and what we know about our bodies is they need rest in order for us to heal and be better able to fight off illness um, and also that we want to get out of fight or flight so that our body truly is at rest and so we're not burning as much energy every day so how do we reset because you're like, oh my goodness, that sounds a lot of doom and gloom. But it's important for us to recognize the impact of burnout. Because I think sometimes we say it, but we don't truly recognize how our bodies are affected and how detrimental burnout can be. And so it is really important that we address our beliefs around work. And as I stated, a lot of us may have grown up in environments where we saw people work hard. People might have worked two or three jobs. There may have been times in your life where you work two or three jobs. You might be working two or three jobs currently. And so we say, I need the money. 
we have guilt if we don't do the work. Well, they need me. Everybody's short-staffed, and I'm one of the few people or one of the only people that can do this this um, responsibility that I have. Uh, we have difficulty being able to set boundaries. And so it's important when we're resetting that we challenge, okay, what are some of the reasons why it's hard for me to set a boundary? It is not my responsibility that we're short-staffed. It doesn't mean I don't need to take care of myself because one of the reasons that we're short-staffed is we burn out everybody that's here that high turnover so people are leaving. People can't work in environments like that for prolonged periods of time. So what's going to happen is it's going to affect my health and they're going to have to figure out a way to get along without me anyway. So let me go ahead and establish a healthy routine myself where I have that work-life balance. And it's important for me to recognize that work doesn't define my worth. I've talked to you all a lot about worth. You know, that's my jam. But oftentimes our title, what we do, it gives us this sense of meaning and purpose. And so when we're not doing it, we feel empty. Often our relationships all come from work. And so when we're coming to work, we're also engaging socially because we don't have anything outside of work. So it's important for us to have meaningful outside activities. It's meaningful. It's important for us to have meaningful social relationships outside of work. Work should not be where everything is. And it may also be important for us to redefine what we describe as success. I know we're on the hustle and grind and getting the bag, but it's important for me to recognize that those things can come with a cost if I don't have the balance in place. So I want to be able to do all of that, but I can't consistently work those long hours and never take a break. There may be times when you have um, peak of your season or Hey, we've got a new um, brand coming out. We got a launch or um, I'm trying to work a little extra because I want to save up for that vacation. But it's important that after we have those strenuous times of working excessively that we balance them out because I don't want to be too tired to enjoy my vacation. So I'm sleeping every day that defeats the purpose, which is important for us to use regular leave days. And so if you're in business for yourself, you won't have mandatory leave days. So you're going to have to put them in. When am I going to have my self-care days? When am I going to go to my appointments, right? As we talk about making sure that we're physically, mentally, and emotionally well, then it is important that I have my regular appointments. When's the last time I saw my PCP and got my labs done? When's the last time I saw the nutritionist? When's the last time I saw the dentist? And it also, when things happen in our family, it's important for us to have things in place so that we can utilize family medical leave. Maybe you need to get a supplemental policy. A lot of companies offer it. If you're self-employed like I am, that means you have to offer it um, uh, yourself. So you have to go through an agency and pay out of pocket um, for a little bit more uh, increased rates than you would if you had worked for a company. But it's just important for you to be able to take that leave because what if something happens in the family and you need to be present for your husband, for your children, for your aging parents. If you have those things set in place, you can do it without taking such a financial hit. I definitely encourage people to use their bereavement time. A lot of times we have significant losses in our family. Um, then we go to the funeral and we're back at work. And I know some of you are in places where you have bosses who really are um, very difficult about leave time around grief. It is important for you to be very clear, and this goes to working in places that have a healthy work culture, where that you people recognize that you are going to take time off when people significant in your life die, and you cannot help, don't have any control over death. And so, yes, you might have had several family losses in this year, and it's important for you to take that time when they happen. Um, examine how 
you are utilizing your coping mechanisms. Sometimes we don't have any, um, but sometimes they're unhealthy, right? So we go back to that binge watching, the codependency, the alcohol. Um, and it's important that we ensure that shopping is in our primary mechanism for coping with stress. And so I may need to be looking at things like mindfulness, yoga, meditation. I may need to be looking at things like exercise and that nutritional wellness. I may be looking, need to look at things like how I use my vacations. And I don't, vacation doesn't have to be like that once a week um, that I take off uh, or one week out of the year that I take off. But how am I going to implement these vacation days in here throughout my year? Um, what are some of the things that I do to take care of myself when I'm at home? Because if I'm working very hard and then I'm going home and I'm working, when am I taking breaks? So sometimes we don't know how to actually utilize self-care because it feels almost uncomfortable to us. And that goes back to examining your values around work. Um, it doesn't mean that you're being lazy when you take time. When you take time, you are resetting, you are replenishing, you are restoring. And so it's necessary in order for you to continue. And so thinking of some ways where, you know, how that might look for you. Do I want to go to a park? I want to play a little basketball? Um, do I like uh, to do some cross stitching? Uh, do I want to go fishing? Do I want to go camping? Whatever it is for you, just make sure you have multiple mechanisms for things that you can do. I recommend having some things you can do outside, some things that you can do inside, and some things that require you to leave where you are and go somewhere else, right? So we want to make sure that we have a variety of things in place. It's important as we're looking at our employment that we have healthy work cultures. So minimizing those excessive meetings and administrative duties. You all know that I abhor uh, meetings before the meetings, after the meetings, during the meetings. Um, oftentimes things can be said in an email, a memo. We don't need to take a meeting to go over what you sent in the email. And I know you all are saying, well, people don't read. Um, they also tune you out in that meeting. So really that information is out there. A sign that they receive that information and you carry on. Right. And so we want to make sure that we're reducing the excessiveness of meetings. Uh, why are we having this meeting? What function does it actually serve? It serves is something that can be consolidated. We want to also reduce administrative duties. Sometimes we just have so many tasks to do this unrealistic. I'm managing phones, emails, I'm supervising. I'm sending out letters. I'm doing advertisement for the company. It's just too much. And so being mindful as we're talking about and being clear about roles and responsibilities that they're manageable because we burn people out when we have them taking on too much. And what has happened is somebody has left and you filled in and then all of a sudden this became a part of your duty when it was never meant to be. So be able to give that back. Let's really talk about what my responsibilities are. It's important in our work environments that we have training on conflict resolution, that we have supervisor training, that we encourage employee autonomy and decision making. Oftentimes, we are not prepared to deal with the things that come up at work. There's a lot of challenges that can happen in a work environment. Um, two people may have issues uh, working with each other, their personality dynamics. Somebody could be very critical um, and, and mean, um, discrimination, harassment. That is going to happen in your work environment. There are, as long as you are working with people, there are going to be personnel issues. And what I find is disruptive to a work environment increases burnout is that people are not attending to issues when they happen right away. 
Um, you are putting it off on the employees to figure it out instead of stepping in as administrators, as supervisors and addressing it. There isn't clear policy on how to address things. So there's inconsistencies and there's confusion. Um, and what ends up happening is things get swept under the rug and then people don't really feel like anything gets handled. And so voila, um, I'm in this situation where, again, I don't like my face. So you will see me going back to what are you doing in your work environment? Now, some things, if you're an employee, you can bring up to your supervisor to encourage. But if you're in a supervisory role, these are things that you want to advocate for in your workspace. And if you own the company, it's important for you because we want health to come from the top down. It has to come from leadership. So there should be support groups and EAPs, meditation room, whatever it is that is able to be done in your work environment. Encouraging people to get um, a lot of the insurance companies, give people incentives when they go to the doctors and take advantage of some of these wellness opportunities. Promoting that in your workspace, promoting wellness, being flexible in the workspace. Healthy communication is very important in the workspace and talking to your supervisor or yourself, if you are the owner, about what changes you may need to make. You may need to have your schedule be flexible during particular times of the year. You may need a hybrid schedule. One size doesn't fit all when it comes to scheduling and we have sometimes very rigid cultures in our work environments about no everybody has to be doing the same thing that doesn't work well for everyone we've all got different needs it's important that you're in an environment where you can grow and you're reinforced but we don't want you to have this toxic reinforcement that really ultimately is about a, a climate or a culture of overwork we want the reinforcement for you to take care of yourself we want the reinforcement for, hey, you've been working really hard. Take a day off. Take a couple of days off. Uh, we'll figure it out. And, and again, that speaks to the boundaries. When I'm not at work, I'm not answering my phone. And I know some of you have on call, and so your phone goes with you. But there ought to be time away from work where you're not on call, where you're truly off. And we want to make sure that we're practicing some of the mindfulness daily. Like, how am I just dealing with my everyday stress? What am I able to release what am I able um, to recognize patience and kindness toward myself, give myself grace, um, right? So I'm paying attention to what's happening in my body. And that's one of the best ways for me to know what's going on. So that when I notice that there are changes, my hair is falling out, I'm feeling all this tension, I'm getting more stress headaches, I'm not sleeping well, then I can immediately address them with the provider. And that speaks to the wellness plan, which is also a part of reducing burnout. What are you doing to be well? Well, how are you intentionally um, making sure that you're going to get that physical activity and address your nutritional health, that you're going to have healthy, meaningful relationships, that you're going to follow intellectual pursuits, my creativity, my stimulation outside of here, engaging things that I, endu um, that I can do. Because again, I don't want work to be the only thing that I can identify as a part of who I am. Right? There should be multiple aspects of me instead of just work. Overworking is detrimental to your wellness. And it's very important that we are clear about work-related stress or burnout is a absolute consequence of overworking. So reevaluate, reset, and be well.